Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from PitchOS.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is May 26th. Happy Friday and enjoy Memorial Day weekend as I will be pulling out the list on Tuesday, not Monday. And yes, we're going to talk about baseball. Alex Fiedo earned the gold star yesterday. Six innings, two earned runs, three hits, zero walks, and 10 strikeouts, 18 whiffs. Whoa! Should you be picking up Alex Fiedo in short? No, because he gets the Rangers next. He's in the light of these guys that are slider fastball focused, really one breaking ball and one fastball, where the fastball is about getting called strikes, while the breaking ball or whatever secondary is just about getting whiffs, and they kind of pair together, and you hope that works. Fiedo has a slider that we saw this last year. Sometimes it's really good in a night, and then if he gets enough called strikes on the fastball, that's good. He had about 11 called strikes or so on the fastball. I think that's actually, yeah, it was 11 whiffs. Not as many as 11 cold strikes in the fastball. But my point is, fastball killed it. 37% CSW on it. Uh, and what's interesting is that in the past, Alex Fayedo has had exactly an 18.3% called strike rate on the fastball. Why am I saying that? Because that's pretty average. 57th percentile. It's not the exceptional Zach Gallon 25%, 27%. It's not the exceptional 28% or so of Brady Singer's sinker, Right. So to believe that Alex Fayedo can be that two-pitch guy where the slider is getting a ton of whiffs, which is not a guarantee, and that the fastball gets enough called strikes, I don't think that's going to stick. So for those that are wondering, hey, do I need to pick up Alex Fayedo? The answer is no. I am so sorry. It's possible he does continue this, right? I mean, just because he hasn't in the past does not mean that now isn't the beginning of a trend for it. But with the Rangers next, and then the Phillies, it just does not seem like the ad to make. Kyle Gibson did Kyle Gibson things against the Yankees. Seven innings, zero runs, two hits, four walks, three Ks, because he doesn't care who he's facing. If he's going to have it, he's going to have it that night. He's one of those guys that you kind of tuck away saying, all right, if I need to chase something in a desperate way, I go after Kyle Gibson. Roto Leagues, I wouldn't because it's going to be all up and down and everything like that. You just don't know what it is with Kyle Gibson. You close your eyes and you just start him in those situations if you really need it. But do not try and pick it based on matchup. Like, you'll get it wrong. <laughs> Miles Michaelis against the Reds. Seven innings, zero in runs, five hits, zero walks, and five Ks. This is the ceiling of Miles Michaelis. 72% strike rate on the slider. 86% on the sinker, which is wild, but it worked, right? He didn't allow a home run on it in the Cincinnati Reds, even though it was in Great American Ballpark. Just didn't do anything with it. Now he gets the Pirates, and yeah, that's what you do with a Toby. You throw him against the Pirates. Luke Weaver against the Cardinals did not have to face Goldschmidt and Arenado. I knew that information. I still didn't rank him highly, and I should have. 6.1 innings, zero in runs, three hits, one walk, and six strikeouts. It, to me, was like, oh, there's a chance for this success, but I don't really think it's going to happen. And it did. I got it wrong. Four-seamer and cutter earned 15 called strikes, and they weren't really particularly well-located. They were just in the zone comfortably. And the Cardinals were like, yes, welcome to hotel called strike. And the change in curve tally, 12 whiffs apiece, uh, or actually not a piece total, nine on the changeup, 
Good to see the curveball getting in there too. It's nice to see that actually Weaver getting the cold strikes and then getting the whiffs, right? I don't really think that this is going to stick. This felt like a birthday party. Uh, Scott Alexander opened a, for a full-on bullpen game for the Giants as the Giants pushed back Logan Webb to Saturday. Sean Manaya went for 22 pitches because it's that kind of season. Just wanted to throw that in there. Zach Eflin against the Jays. We didn't really know, should we be going after this? Should we not? Zach Eflin was at the peak of his performance before this start. So I said, you know what? He's a probable start. And he got the win against the Jays. Seven innings, one earned run, six hits, two walks. This is all great. Zero strikeouts, three whiffs. How am I going to butter my bread with this? It's wild, isn't it? The cutter, which has been such an important part of me loving Eflin, sub-50% strike rate. And you know this, guys. If it's sub-50%, I'm like, ooh, that's not a consistently good pitch for you. So kind of wild. But we're still rolling with Eflin. So even if it's not the best schedule, we're just kind of doing it. It should be better than this. Carlos Carrasco against the Cubs. This was an interesting one. 6.2 innings, one run, five hits, two walks, and four strikeouts, 10 whiffs, 31% CSW, 100 pitches. Okay. Four-seamer got cold strikes. Change-up and curve did... Yeah, you're kind of... Wait a second. Isn't Carrasco a change-up slider guy? I know. But he threw 22 curves and 10 sliders. And in previous seasons, Carlos Carrasco has not eclipsed a 5% usage of his curveball. It was up to 7% before this start for this year, but this is 22% curveballs, and it returned 41% CSW. It could be something. We've seen this every so often where like a pitch has a much higher usage one day, and sometimes it's just, hey, that curveball is working. We're just going to do it. So maybe it's that, or maybe it's actually Carrasco being like, you know what? The curveball is a better pitch now that I've come back from the IL. I don't know. We're going we're gonna to monitor this. I'm not going to chase it against the Phillies in Atlanta. I went to his pitchless page before the update this morning, and boy, was it just full-on blue of everything bad. So, yeah, we can't believe this yet. Clark Schmidt against the Orioles honestly did as well as you could have hoped for. He got the loss. Five innings, one run, two, five hits, two walks, four Ks, right? Helped you with the ERA. 140 whip, not so good. Four strikeouts. I don't really think it's worth it. I don't think his repertoire is... Enough, honestly. Um, Julio Tehran showed up. Yes, I know. Julio Tehran for the Brewers against the Giants. Five innings, one hurt run, four hits, one walk, five Ks. Because, of course, this game of fantasy baseball, let me tell you guys, I am wrong so, so, so often. You know that. I know that. I'm not in the business of being right. I'm in the business of good discussion. Hopefully, I can get things correct and help you out as much as I can. I, whoever told you that Julio Tehran was going to kill it against the Giants yesterday, bless him. You know, it's so hard to figure this out. And the stuff like this, that just kind of makes it all interesting. So fun, fun stuff there. JP Sears was my stream pick of the day and it worked out against the Mariners. See, I am right sometimes. Five innings, one earned run, three hits, zero walks, and one strikeout. How am I going to butter my bread with this? Just three whiffs, 24% CSW cross, only 59 pitches. Don't worry, the Oakland Athletics said, yes, he's not injured. It was a tactical decision. And I understand it. I know you're saying, why he went five innings, one run, three base runners. Yes, but also the fastball and the slider were not good. I mean, three whiffs. Sears has been this swing strike rate darling, I think 15th in the majors in swing strike rate, something ridiculous like that. And this is not that. So I understand, like, okay, you're not pitching at your best. We're going to take you out. 
He does get Atlanta next. You might want to bench for that. However, I'm still holding on to him because it's the Pirates in Milwaukee after. I think those are just going to be such good starts, I think, for J.P. Sears. Uh, we have a lot more to talk about, including Blake Snell, Gilbert, and, and Garrett, and Nolan, and Manoa, all this stuff. And we're going to talk about them after this break. When it comes to weight management, we tend to put our focus on what we eat. But Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. And that's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Try Noom today and see the results for yourself. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. So Blake Snell, when he gets the Nationals, five innings, one earned run. Okay. Four hits, fine. Four walks, No. 1.6 whip, six hits. So he actually did the Blake Snell blueprint. Four seamers were up and curveballs were down, and so was the, ch- the slider. The curveball got a 47% CSW, but the, the fastball missed way out of the zone. I want to see it like right at the top third, and the slider was just 42% strike. So we're not quite there, but to see the curveball getting better, maybe that holds, and then the fastball and slider get fixed. It just feels like, one step forward, two steps back every time with Snell. So, yeah, we're still in this massive purgatory where, yeah, not really there with Snell. Logan Gilbert against Oakland did what he was supposed to do. Went eight innings of two and runs. Three hits, zero walks. Yep. Hi, Oakland. I love you so much. Only six Ks because the splitter wasn't as good of a put-away pitch as we've seen. 34% CSW. It was a King Cole there. Uh, slider into 35% CSW. The splitter was only five whiffs, as I mentioned, but he had a 65% strike rate, so fine. Only 77 pitches as well. Uh, it was just kind of one of those days where he didn't necessarily also get to two strikes and put guys away, right? He got stuff went in play, but he just pounded strikes and the athletics couldn't handle it. Kyle Freeland against Miami in cores had a, had a 1.8 whip, but two earned runs <laughs> because Miami at the very least, but go whatever you want to do with Freeland. You, you're, you can do anything you want. It's your life. Braxton Garrett inside, of course, on the other side of it. Also five innings of turned runs and also nine base runners. Six is three walks. Only three cases, though, so he did slightly worse, but six more whiffs at 15. And I feel like this is fine. Uh, the cutter was still really good and there and present. So you go against the Dodge, uh, the Padres X. Honestly, I think I'm going to do that. I think Braxton Garrett has found, found his groove, and you want to keep starting him moving forward when it's not, say, cores. Jake Irvin against the Padres don't really care. He's not Irwin, he's Irvin. Uh, Kyle Hendricks against the Mets. It was a still ill, 4.1 innings, 3 and runs, 6 hits, 2 walks, 5 Ks. Yeah, it's 86.9 on the sinker, like 87.2 on the four-seamer. Against the Rays and Padres next, just forget that Hendricks is here. You forgot that he even was returning from the IL anyway, didn't you? Cool. Dylan Dodd against the Phillies, 5.0 innings, uh, 5 innings, why do I say that? Forward runs, 7 hits, 1 walk, and 3 Ks. We're waiting for Dodd to really kind of wake up. Atlanta feels like they're giving him a chance. 
But at least you get 35% slide whips. I really like the locations of them. Really good. But the heater and the change of weren't quite it. But the slider was really nice. Really, really nice. So we're getting close. We're getting there. Lucas Giolito. What? Against the Tigers. Lucas Giolito won 3.2 innings. Four earned runs. Six hits. Seven walks. Four Ks. What on earth? It's just one of those weird games. You got to brush it off. You know, I know Lucas Giolito has been this weird, what are we getting? I don't know. What are you going to do? I'm going to still start him against the Angels next. I feel like this isn't like the new man. But now, however, Alec Manoa against the Rays was terrible again. And yeah, that is what he is. You should not be rostering Alec Manoa. And then lastly, Aaron Nola. Ugh, it was a one-night bland, but you can't really say that because it has been all kinds of tumultuous. He allowed three home runs in this. So he allowed six, earned, uh, six innings, five earned runs, eight hits, two walks, seven Ks, earned a gallows pull at 20 whiffs. <sighs> what is life, you know? So so anyway, that that is yesterday's starting pitchers. We're going to talk about today's starting pitchers. Gosman and Kirby and Brown and Mitch Keller and Chris Sale, Freddie Peralta, Justin Steele. All very easy decisions in the auto start tier. No terrible matchups, nothing. Now we get into the weird ones. We have Scherzer and Coors, Joe Musgrove against the Yankees, Lance Lynn against the Tigers, and Reed Demers against the Marlins. All of those are also auto starts in my book. I'm going for it. I know Musgrove, honestly, is the most contentious one, I think. I feel like his curveball is much better. The Yankees are not that scary. I think you do it. Lance Lynn and Detmers are on the path of redemption. But, of course, there's a little bit of, of fear. The matchups are too good. Probable start here. You have John Gray against Baltimore. I feel like he's good enough right now for that, even though Baltimore is a bit scary. You have Shane Bieber against the Cardinals. I hope the slider is good enough. Jesus Lazardo is getting terrible luck, but he goes against Detmers. And that's a really fun game against the Angels. And I feel like that should be good. Hunter Green, the strikeouts are just too good to chase inside of Wrigley. Matthew Libertor against the Guardians. This is the kind of matchup that you want to start Matthew Libertor. Same with Alex Wood against the Brewers as my stream pick of the day. I know he hasn't really come through for us, but it's the Brewers. And Alex Wood has enough stuff in there. I'm going for it. Questionable start here. Patrick Corbin, I know. But it's four straight games of at least six innings and two earned runs. Louis Varland, and gets the Royals too. Louis Varland against the Jays. I like Louis Varland stuff, but it's the Jays' questionable start. Jared Schuster just looked really good. Now he gets the Phillies. I don't really like that one. Grayson Rodriguez, the whole tipping pitches thing that Alex Fast mentioned, but he's still not executing his changeup insider down, and he gets the Rangers. That's very scary. And lastly, Brandon Fott could work against the Red Sox, but I don't really like it, and you don't need to chase that one. Bottom of questionable. Uh, right around there also in the do not start tier is James Kaprilian. It could work if it's a four-seamer focus one where he's able to throw a lot of strikes, good slider against the Astros. Tywin Walker, if he has his best version of a splitter, maybe that does work against Atlanta. I don't want to do it though. Noah Syndergaard against the Rays, too risky. Randy Vasquez is making his MLB debut for the Yankees against the Padres. I don't start MLB debuts. This isn't the most exciting one, but it could work out. Cooper Criswell is getting an opener uh, of Jalen Beeks against the Dodgers. I have no interest there. Joey Wentz Jordan Lyles and Connor Seabold. No, thank you. Looking at tomorrow's games, we have Shoei Otani and Luis Castillo and Framber Valdez and Corbin Burns all against terrible lineups. That's fun. Zach Wheeler gets Atlanta. It's a little annoying because Atlanta's really good, but Zach Wheeler's been one of the more unfortunate starters in my view, and he should do much better. 
Logan Webb would be above Zach Wheeler against the Brewers, but there is that lingering back issue, which is why he's starting on Saturday anyway, and imagine there's a little bit of a shorter leash than usual. Chris Bassett against the Twins. Uh, he's been on such a good role. You're going to start him there. Clayton Kershaw was on the bereavement list. Sally, his mother, passed away. So that's what affected him in his last start, and I hope he's okay here against the Rays, but it is, you know, I don't know how he is at the moment. It might be kind of tough for him, and the Rays, of course, are strong. Pablo Lopez against Toronto, also the bottom of the auto start here. I feel like you just still do it with Pablo at this point. He's vying for his ace is going to ace label here. And Justin Verlander, like Max Scherzer, I think you're still just going to do it in course. In the probable start here, Luis Severino, Charlie Morden, Josiah Gray, Andrew, uh, Andrew Heaney, and Tanner Bybee. Severino is second start after the IL against the Padres. Morden didn't do well last time, but I think he's going to rebound here, even though it's the Phillies. Josiah Gray, I don't like him, but it's the Royals. Andrew Heaney against the uh, Orioles. It's high strikeout play, but there is a chance that if a slider isn't there, that the Orioles do mess him up. And Tanner Bybee against the Cardinals. He didn't have his full re- repertoire last time, but if he does against the Cardinals, this could be six innings and very nice for you. The question will start here on the other side of that Guardian start. What are you going to get from Jack Flaherty? But it's the Guardians. There's a temptation even to put him into the probable start here. But he's uh, you just don't know what you're going to get from Jack Flaherty. Same with Tyler Glasnow in a still ill situation against the Dodgers. I can see an argument in the probable start here. I just I feel like you're just better off just wait one game. So here he is in the questionable start here. Michael Lorenzen is our stream pick of the day against the White Sox. I know it didn't work last time, but Lorenzen is a Toby against the bad team. So you do that. Uh, as a Well, you don't necessarily have to do it, but he's our stream pick of the day. Michael Waka against the Yankees. If he has his changeup working, if he has his fastball command working, this can work out very well. Eric Cabrera, is he going to walk guys or not against the Angels? I don't know. Brady Singer, Cherry Bomb against the Nationals. Garrett Whitlock is also still ill against the Diamondbacks, but that could be good. Brandon Williamson, if he has his cutter working inside against the Cubs, that could work out, but I don't really love it. Tommy Henry, same with the curveball against the Red Sox. And Dean Kramer against the Rangers. There's a chance that does work. I don't really like it, and I don't want to chase it. Ronzi Contreras, I just do not believe in. Against the Mariners, there's a temptation to put him, say, above Tommy Henry or something in the questionable start here. If you want to do that, by all means, I'm just not touching Contreras because I feel as if the slider isn't as elite as it needs to be, and the four-seamer is just not good. And this Jameson Tyone against the Reds, it is hosting the Reds in Wrigley, but Tyone has not found his footing, and I just don't want to try it. Um, Jesse Schultons against the White Sox for the, sorry, for the White Sox against the Tigers. I don't think there's enough there. Chase Anderson in cores against the Mets. No, thank you. And who is Hogan Harris? He is starting for the Athletics. I don't think there's enough there, especially against the Astros. All right, that is it for today. Uh, thank you all so much for subscribing to this, uh, leaving a rating or review. Those ratings and reviews do a lot for us, so please consider doing that, especially on the Plus Pitch feed, not the main feed. But that is it. So my name is Nick Pollock. Have a wonderful weekend. I'll be back, though, tomorrow. And may your babas be low and your strikeouts high.